We're going to stand up, drop our pants, and moon the computer. <laughs> first, I'm going to throw up on my computer. Yeah, first throw up. Well, and okay, we're going to... How we moon what's it. the order we can do this? I don't know. It's we tough can, because we got to throw up on it. Throw up. We got to moon it and moon we have it. to lick our computer. Here it is. Throw up, moon, lick. Uh This is like Mary fuck kill. In 1993, Brooke McEldowney began publishing his newspaper comic, Nine Chickweed Lane. Nearly 30 years later, he's still writing it. Still. And we're still reading it. What is wrong with us? I, I don't know. I'm Brooke Dillman. And I'm Jeff Drake. And this is a podcast about our obsession. This is Nine Chickweed Rage. Why did I feel that anger machine? Strap the fuck in. Strap the fuck in. I'm eating a homemade biscuit. <laughs> delicious, the biscuits, delicious. Delicious biscuits. That, that's another My wife tank. made some biscuits and... Um, Your wife's a superhuman. She makes... Is it too risque to say that I love my wife's biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> Not for Brooke McEldowney. Not for Brooke McEldowney. Like it is, in fact, not... Risque. Not risque enough. enough. Uh, He's dining on words. I'm dining on my wife's biscuits. I um, love your wife's frosted Christmas sugar cookies. Are you going to dine on Oh, no. No. Why would you begin? <laughs> Why? First of all, I have to tell you, I might vomit because I took my vitamin too late. So I don't know what's going to happen because I already am feeling nauseous. Wait, wait. What do you mean took it too late? Well, I had my breakfast. I won't tell you what it was. <laughs> Please do. No, you have to. God damn it. I'm really trying to eat better. So I had some yogurt and granola <gasps> and then a cherry frosted Pop-Tart. And by A, That's I mean both of them in the package. Yeah. I don't eat one. I don't understand those people that just eat one. They're not it's made insane. to eat one. The package insane. is, right? Why would they put package it in is package? Un, unresealable. Yes. Thank you. You can't. You, you but, have to eat both. But you'll have someone visit your house and you're like, hey, grab anything you want, fridge, cupboard, whatever. And then later you go in and there's one Pop-Tart in your pot. Just just throw it away. Just throw it away if you're not going to, I mean, or just say, hey, Brooke, I I don't want this. Do you? Don't put it back in the box. Throw it away and never darken my door Never come into my home, You are not (laughs) Welcome. Uh, look, I have to get to the bottom of this vitamin is- issue. Okay, yes. I have to. I have oh, to. Oh, okay, we're going you back to vitamin. Had yogurt and granola. Great pop tart on top of that. Fine. At least you had yogurt. <laughs> but then I, t- I, I know, I know. Okay, all right. For my brittle so, old bones. Sure. So you had that, and then then walk I us forgot to take the vitamins. Okay, for how long? Over an hour. Okay. What so kind think, of vitamins do you take? In what form do you take these vitamins? Are pills. they pills? Pills. That's what is that's it? where you that's where you're going wrong. What other type of vitamin is there? Um, Brooke, like any other full-grown adult, you should be having gummy vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe Red Flintstone. I cannot believe that you are not that you of all people, a person who would normally for breakfast just have Pop Tarts and a Diet Coke. 
that you prefer to take. That's why that's why you're getting sick to your stomach. You're having pills. Have gummy vitamins like a normal adult human. (laughs) (laughs) Only in candy corn form. Well, I have them. They, you know, any vitamin that you want, you can get as a gummy. An adult vitamin. But they're not shaped, they're not shaped like dinosaurs. Of, you know what? What? Aren't gummies made out of, you know what? Uh, deliciousness? I think they have. This is very sad. But I hooves? think it's like jello. Yes. Hooves? I think they have hooves and I can't do it. It's too sad. Let's see. Let's see. The, my greatest uh, joy in life uh-huh. was learning that Swedish fish don't. So I can okay, eat Swedish fish. Oh, I love Swedish fish. That's what I used to get at the Macy's candy count. Yeah. Mm. I was just, I, I'm sorry. I was a tiny bit distracted because I, I was, I was verifying for you that yes, gummies are made from, it's not hooves though. What is it? No, it's fine. It's it going to make me sad. The production of gelatin starts with the boiling of bones, skins, and hides. <laughs> oh my God. Of cows and pigs. So, oh oh my God, pigs (laughs) too. A process that releases the protein rich collagen (laughs) from animal tissues. (laughs) The the vitamin is already making me nauseous. And now there's, oh God. But the good news is the collagen is boiled and filtered numerous times. Oh my God, Jeff. You can't do this to our listeners. And ground into a powder. Oh my God. I am dizzy. I'm dizzy. Because the collagen heroin. I need that day heroin right now. Because the collagen is processed extensively. What the final you're gonna get hate mail from people that are like I'm just reading, I'm just reading facts. Because the collagen is processed extensively, the final product is not categorized as a meat or animal product by the very by the federal government. Of course not. Of course not. I would also like to say that technically maraschino cherries, the red, Uh those bright red cherries, the way Uh they are produced is cherries are taken and they are bleached and then they are dyed that color and they are, they're not classified as food. So like technically you really shouldn't, shouldn't eat them. (laughs) They're so good though. Oh, they're terrible. You should get the you should get the real cherries. You should get the Luxardos. I hate real fruit. You know that. You should get the Luxardos. Those are the best. I've got a banana in the house (laughs) that I can't, I just can't go there. I can't. And and of course I won't throw it away because I'm like, I don't want to waste it, but there's no way I'm eating it. There's no way. A banana. Yeah. Oh, that's because it's a real banana and not like Laffy Taffy. Right. Banana. Yeah. Oh, Laffy right. Taffy. Because in your mind. And no like, Diet Coke because need... they're out. Oh, man. God, this is. Brutal. Not even the mini cans, which are useless. <laughs> what do you mean? That's the perfect. I got to have like so... three of them to get even a decent breakfast. <laughs> 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 that, that didn't sound good. <laughs> yep that's right that's what they say so the surgeon general says if you can't have can't have three tiny cans you need three tiny cans of diet coke or how are you even calling it breakfast the subject line on brooks the subject line on brooks email to me was these might kill you 
So well, they because might. they might, because I mean, I literally think we're going to read them. You're going to describe the panel, okay. and then we're just going to sit here in stunned silence. It's it's so possible. It's so possible. I, I really, I, nothing... I don't see how there's any any other response. Okay, but well, okay, I, here we go. I have opened up the first one, uh, June 15th, 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so basic question, is this the format that all of these are? This Yes, this is a, a recurring theme for nine chickweed lane uh, okay. of Brooke McEldowney's is that it, he letter writing. Okay. So this is a letter writing deal. It, so of course, of course, somebody like Brooke McEldowney is like, this is great. Like in 2015, there's nothing people do more often than write letters. <laughs> um, I do not recognize who this person is in the second panel. Oh, this I don't is, know who that is. <clears throat> this is Juliet. Edda's mother. Right. mother. We haven't we jumped into her. her that much. Yeah. No, last we saw her, she was furious at young Edda and Amos in a flashback mm-hmm. where they kept changing size for talking about a future in which they might get married and have children. Yeah. So he- it's two panels. On the left is the letter mm-hmm. that has been written. And on the right is the punchline that is a, a drawing of Juliet doing something. We will find out what, right? Um, Brooke, I'll let you take this one since okay. it's Juliet speaking and okay. she has written a letter. Dear Harcourt Laboratories, I am in receipt of a bill from the seventh medical professional who was evidently present last month to preside over a vial of my personal body fluid when it arrived in your labs for bacterial analysis. I hope this signifies that you achieved a quorum. The punchline then is... um... Juliet is standing on the far right. She has a quiver on her back and is holding a bow. She has let at least one arrow fly. On the left side is a computer that is sitting on what looks like a side table. Like this is not a place that you would put a computer. The computer has one, two, three, four, five, six arrows shot through it, through the screen. We're seeing it from the back though, so we can't see the damage, but she has shot it full of arrows for some reason has put her computer like uh i don't know it's the type of table that you might see in an entryway yeah yeah <laughs> it's like narrow and i guess turned. safety first right so it's took a it somewhere uh, uh, yeah also it's uh, yeah i mean she's standing like two feet from the computer but like the it's like a narrow rectangular table that um that it's sitting facing the long way Mm. on there in the center it's so weird guys it's just it's weird. and of course and there's it, no background there's no, no there's no background where she is like there's and, not a picture also, or a painting or anything on the wall let's uh, let's take a moment to look at and try to figure out what the fuck we're seeing with her because we can almost see her feet right so mm-hmm. is she standing in the background from us and this table is just like sitting in the middle of of limbo and is she a distance away or is she like next to it? Because if she's next to it, the table is weirdly, weirdly low. Like it's too tall for a coffee table, but not high enough because it it reaches like her mid thigh. Yeah, it is. So, it's one of those. I think I think ours another is one, about that high in our hallway, our entry hallway we have. When like you put normally decorative things on it. 
right? Isn't it about hip high though? Normally, like it wouldn't be. Yeah, like, you're right. You're right. It wouldn't it be is like down. Like if it was down low. So that's what makes me think she's. It's a normal height table, but she's like in the background. I guess that's why we almost see her feet. All we need to say is once again, it is unclear. It's not drawn in a way that makes it clear what exactly we're seeing. But yeah. the punchline is, is that she has shot her computer full of arrows. So let's go back to the letter and yeah. figure okay. out okay. why that's funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she... Or if she, that's funny. And my answer the, is, my guess is no. I, I'm guessing that too. I think you're... Yeah, you're on to something. I just, just a shot in the dark, as it Karen, were. Got my episode, quiver out. Get uh-huh. my arrow out of the quiver and taking a shot. Episode 10, we've finally gotten to the core of this, that these might not be funny. Yeah, they might not really Let's land find out. I don't know. in any way. I don't know. Big day. Big, Big day. day. Let's Big find day, out. listeners. Let's find out. I am in receipt of a bill from the seventh medical professional. Okay, so Brooke Nakodani is taking a shot at the medical community. Seventh person who was present to preside over a vial of my personal body fluid. Okay, so it's not. What else? Is it blood? Doesn't seem like it's blood. It doesn't seem like it's blood. Is it? But the only thing is. Urine. And why would they be presiding over? They they send you to the restroom, you do no. it on your own, and you put it in the thing. Remember, when a simple description would suffice. Yeah, yeah. Brooke McEldowney says, au contraire. Uh, no thanks. Oh, no. <laughs> he just wants to think about a woman going potty. Is she, uh, is it that? And what is it like personal well, for body bacterial anas- analysis? What else has for, bacteria? Right, bacterial analysis. So definitely not blood. Right. So, so it would be like, a, you know, you have a, a urinary tract infection. Or but something. why not just say body? Why personal body? Personal. Fluid? That, that makes it sound like it's sexual. Well, or like personal it's someone body. else's. <laughs> like who else's would it be when you go to right. the doctor? It's my body fluids. And the punchline is, I hope this signifies that you achieved a quorum. You know, I hope now enough people have presided over yeah. my vial of personal body fluid. Seven personal, people. Personal body fluid. Ugh. But it's A like vial it's, of my personal body fluid. It's not A like you had <laughs> my personal body fluid. Right. And he has to say body fluid because of course he is thinking of semen. <laughs> of course. Oh, and gross. for some reason it's that wouldn't. That's not her personal body fluid. No, she would, no. It, it just it would be like a vial of someone's body fluid that I sent you. Oh my god! <laughs> For bacterial analysis, what's wrong with Juliet? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with her? And why would you need seven doctors? Well, no, but that's that's her question. She's like, this is what's wrong with medical community. It's seven different people. Like, uh, who knows? Uh, so, and then, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Why is it just, if there's seven, shouldn't there be seven arrows? I don't know. Just for uh, parody. Well, yeah. Yeah. Truly, truly. But it doesn't, but this ultimately, so she sent this off and then she shoots her computer full of arrows. Like, so she breaks her own computer to really show them. Fine. I guess you want to, uh, she obviously typed it on her computer. Yeah. Right. And then she is like, 
instead of hitting send, she's like, I'm going to shoot it full of arrows. Yeah. Or it's metaphorical. And it's like, this is like, that's how scathing it was. It was like they got shot with six arrows. Like there are six zingers in here or something. I like he like, but look at her face though. A little bit of mouse face. She's got a little bit of mouse face, but also just look at her eyes. Dead. Yeah. Passionless. (laughs) Well, I think he's trying to do like, you know, go ahead, make my day kind of face, but it just looks like she's. Yeah, like, it looks like she's, she's wishes she were in some. She's like, oh, geez, why couldn't I be in some other comic strip? Oh God, if I could only be in, uh, you know, Far Side. <laughs> God, that would have been so much this. better. Okay, so I'm sure this gets better for us. Let's see what number. It, that, I mean, there's literally <clears throat> that's it. Okay, so same setup. Letter on the left punchline visual on the right because brooke mcledowney knows comedy he knows how to set it up he knows mm-hmm. how to knock him down so here we go i'll read this one hello mrs jameel clotilde mcsoderstrom my friend and blessings upon you in return i am the unnamed individual to whom you wrote your kind and generous unsolicited letter asking that i donate and then mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's more than a McEldowney ellipsis. It's seven dots. McEldowney is classic five. So it's a McEldowney plus two. And then <laughs> drop down a line. And then it's a uh, it's a, a double ellipsis, which is a McEldowney. It's a McEldowney. Okay. So asking that I donate and then a million years of silence. And then I exclamation point the punchline being um outside of a house a building uh an open window and flying through the air is a computer a laptop with the power cord attached so okay yeah so i was typed by the computer by the person who sent the letter and then was still typing it when it was being read. I guess. Why, yeah. Why didn't we just have another panel to show the character yelling "ie"? Well, also, like he, like really, really thought he was being fucking hilarious with the name Jamil oh, yeah. Tildy oh. Mick Soderstrom. Oh yeah, that like was it's so got wacky. like it's like it's like how many different. Like, I don't know what Clotilda, what sort of cultural cachet that carries, but Mick Soderstrom is obviously a hybrid of two uh-huh. things. Uh-huh. And then Jamil is coming from a different place. Just more then... dumb people not knowing things. So, yeah, it's like, it's funny that the name is funny to him, obviously. Jamil yeah. Clotilde mm-hmm. Mick Soderstrom. Hilarious. Oh, what a mouthful, that name. My friend and dining on words you in return. Um, and so it's this is, I guess, his attempt at making like one of those Nigerian, uh, yeah, like prince type emails. And then, but, um, so yeah, this is, this is his... Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom is not in that house, or it could be, it could be Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom, yeah. So um, but the this is Brooke, as I read it, 
it appears to be this is Brooke McEldowney being like, this is what I want to do whenever I get one of those stupid things in my email is I want to throw my laptop out the window, I guess. And it, and, and it's like, who is affected anymore by that? You just delete it. Right. Like what, just, what makes you angry about that? It's like, oh, this is a everything. Thing. Since computers were invented. This is the thing. Because he's like, even though he has, he himself has moved from physically drawing it like on pen and paper and now does it digitally. It's this hatred of like, oh, things were better when we were just, things were better when we were just drinking red wine, <laughs> doing our With etchings. All the co-eds. <laughs> all the co-eds would gather around to see my etchings. And then, uh, oh, God. <laughs> The panties would just come off. Oh no! Oh, oh god! Oh my god! Did you write it down? Oh my god! No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is possibly, and this is a lot to say because we have we have looked at this is our tenth episode. We have looked at five or six per episode, so this this is like our sixtieth or seventieth comic strip that we've looked at. This may be the dumbest one yet. Wow. The, the left hand side, the letter is not inherently funny. It's not. It's not well, such a good. Of course it isn't. Brooke McEldowney wrote it. Right. No, but that's what I, that's what we're saying. Is like it's not. He considers himself to be so super fucking clever, but this is supposed to be a parody of something recognizable, but it's only like vaguely close to anything like that. It doesn't have like, it's not close enough that you can get so though that you can see like, Oh, it's a parody of this in specific. It's just kind of a, it's just kind of a word salad that he puts. And then he finishes off with, I, and it includes a ridiculous name in it. Like this is, and so then but wait the result- a minute. I am the unnamed individual to whom you wrote your kind and generous unsolicited letter asking that I donate. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, what kind of letter is this? Wait, so the Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom is wrote the one who's unnamed- getting scammed. <laughs> wrote- she's the one getting scammed. No, she's, because she's, or she's the scamming. unnamed individual. She's she's scamming, right? No, but she's saying you wrote me a letter say asking that I donate. Right. So this is a letter to Mrs. Jamil Clotilde or Clotilde McSoderstrom. This is a letter to her in response to her letter. I am the unnamed. So Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom sent a sent a letter to an unnamed individual. Yes. Okay. So. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh. So she said, okay, so I don't know how that works. How you send a letter to an unnamed individual. All right. I I am am the the unnamed unnamed individual. Okay. I got you. I was thinking Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom was the unnamed individual. No, no. I am the unnamed individual to whom you wrote. Okay. 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 So she, so Mrs. McSoderstrom wrote to an unnamed individual, an unsolicited letter asking for a donation. And so, and somehow the writer of this letter is the bad guy. I don't understand what's happening. Hello. I don't know. My my friend, because like classic Michael Downey. (laughs) 
the first part, my friend, and blessings upon you in return, sort of calls to mind those those scam emails. Right, right. But then now we get into a word soup of I am the unnamed individual to whom you wrote your kind and generous unsolicited letter asking that I donate. Like it's it's a long, long yeah. path to figure out what that fucking means. And so this person who's writing this letter is the one who got who Mrs. Mick Soderstrom put the touch on for a donation. So and so this so is, is engaging with Mrs. Jamil Clotilde Mick Soderstrom. It it, it, it literally why it would makes, you do you delete it? No, I know, but like you delete but, it. Instead, this person is, and we don't know who it is, has thrown the computer out, started to type right. a letter back and thrown the computer well, Mrs. out. Mrs. Jamil, Mrs. Mick Soderstrom threw her computer out the window. What? I thought it was whoever's writing this letter through it. How, out why the would window. you screen? Why would you type I and throw <laughs> your computer out the window? But why? I don't know why, why would you, Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom type I. I I love that we're insisting upon <laughs> almost every time we see the full stupid fucking name. You have to. No, it doesn't make sense the, either way. Like the. The correspondent, the chain of correspondence doesn't make sense. Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom sent an unsolicited letter to an unnamed individual. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what does that mean? Like, what does it mean? Asking for a donation. Hello, unnamed individual. Yeah. Would you please donate? Like, because all the, when you get those letters, it, 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 they, I mean, those emails, they go, they go, hi, Brooke, I need to tell you something. And you're, right. you know, they, take, right. they say you, so you think, oh, it's they wouldn't go, hi, unnamed individual. Right. Blessings no, but, upon you, yeah. Yeah. my friend. Right. You and go, the, hey, it's me, Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom. Remember, we went to college together. <laughs> this, that, like, I don't understand. Okay, so, <laughs> wait, I'm going <laughs> to. I don't know why I'm trying to figure this out because it doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to give it one more try. I'm going to, I'm going to give it one more chance. The person in the house is either Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom or the unnamed individual, right? If it's Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom, she's reading this letter, but then throws her computer out the window because she's been caught in her scam. And the person who sent the letter is typing it as she's reading it and knows that he's been thrown out the window and so screams i.e. Are or, they an instant message? No, no, it's like a letter. It's like it's like Thorax writing to himself and talking. No, it, so it doesn't make sense. IE? No, because this is this is like a letter back. Even if it's instant message, it doesn't make sense that you would scream i.e. Like you wouldn't know that you're being thrown out the window. The computer itself is screaming i.e. Okay, so then the other way. But why is, is it typed like the letter then? That it's a letter. That's what I'm saying. It's a letter, but right, then but somehow the IE should be a, th a third, the second panel. It, it should no, make it it three panels. No, it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be because so we can find out who's going to make IE. No, no, it, there's no sense to be made of this. This is like Andy wants in, to keep the same format of the letter. Yeah. you know he yeah, doesn't want to put I, another punchline in quotes yeah, right this is like you, the you. this is like the scene in monty python and the holy grail where they see that they see the carving on the wall and they say you know the last the last place that the the holy grail was seen or whatever was at the castle of ah 
and <laughs> they speculate, oh, maybe he died. And it's like, well, yeah. he would just say that. He not would carve just it. say that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the he same thing here. Our... That's the same yeah. thing here. So the flip side of this is the person inside the house who's throwing the computer is the unnamed individual and for some reason throws his own computer. Yeah. Yeah. Not, neither makes sense. I don't think it's Mrs. Jamil Clotilde McSoderstrom in the house. I think it's a third person and that the that the second panel has nothing to do with the first. This is McFlippin Pipty Peep Blapatoop. It's just a it's just a person somewhere who is looking at Nine Chickweed Lane on Go Comics and throws their computer mm-hmm. out the window. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, it's a, me or the computer has to go. Jeff, let's not... just do it right now. Let's let's commit to just taking, after this this episode, we'll end the whole series with 10 and just throw our computer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, see, it's, it's ruined. It's already destroying your brain. Oh my God. Let us keep going because I'm excited about this next one. Oh my God. Uh, this is... <laughs> I guess it's Amos typing. It is so, guys, it is so unclear who is typing. And we don't know any of the people that they're typing to. We have no idea. We have no idea. No no context for any of this. There's no context for this. He thinks that this, that this trope that he does of like a letter and then a visual, he thinks this is once again, rich comedy gold in his book. So we get a bunch of these. We're all being saved. With words. Yeah, were these all in a row or were they just kind of a run? Oh god. It was a run. It was a run of six. Okay, great. All right. So, dear Mr. Phillips, what a wonderful inspired idea to have me carve away my own time and visit your class to regale the children with what it is like to be a professional musician, the endless hours of practice, the enervating travel, the inadequate rehearsals with self-important conductors, the sleep deprivation. Oh, the stories I could tell and how the children would be enthralled. Ordinarily, I would be delighted. However, I seem to be coming down with a stomach virus, dot, dot, dot. Second panel, Amos standing by his computer, sticking his own finger down his throat to make himself barf on his computer, it would seem. So, okay, so here's what's happening. An elementary school teacher is like, it would be so great to inspire the kids to see that Yes, you can be a professional musician as a living. That would be so inspirational to him. And Amos is like, fuck you and fuck, fuck you. your kid. Yeah. But I don't want this, kids interested in music. So this, my job becomes obsolete. This, this no one, one will make, come to the symphony. This I'll one make makes sure me, of that. It makes this, me so angry. Oh, this one, this one, my blood is fucking it's boiling. It's just like, fuck you. Anyone, I mean, anytime you're asked to go speak to the kids to get them inspired about art and music and, you know, and it's like, yes, of course I'll come. Oh, to carve away my own time. My own. To visit your class, to regale the children with what it's like to be a professional musician. And then, and then for him to like make it sound like being a professional musician is so is like the worst fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Like yeah. you're making a like in this make-believe world of nine six weed lane. Yeah, fucking quit your Just fucking quit being a professional musician. Go get no. another job that's real hard where you have to stand on your feet all day. Go be a gutter cleaner with Sven Spocket. Do it. Go I go mean, it's so this cows. is so 
this is like speaks exactly to like the thing that we read from his blog where he's like, I don't look down on people. And it's like, it's like you fucking look down on everybody. You're like, Amos's job is so like hard. And so like he 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 can't have the fucking time to try to talk to kids. Talk to kids about this. And isn't this this is 2015? They've had Lolly and Polly, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. Oh, God damn it. But Who they're cares? going to. All they've been talking about since they were seven is having a baby. Seven so let's, or let's, eight or nine or 16 or 14. I don't know. Whatever he draws them as. Let's, let's break down. Let's okay. break down what it's like to be a professional musician in Brooke McEldowney said, because yeah. he's like, this is, yeah. this is what it is. And this is how Amos feels. And this is why Amos would rather barf on his own computer than speak for tent, take, fucking half an hour out of his fucking day to go to to go to, to go talk day. to children about how great it is that he gets to play music for a fucking living living okay so let's break it down because i'm just getting fucking angrier no this one is kid. just like it's so I, endless hours of practice well yes, yes that's how you get to be good and if you're doing if the hours seem endless to you why the fuck are you, fuck a are musician? you doing it why Stop. are you doing it? quit it's like, it's like, ah, there's just so much typing. If you're a writer, you have to type so much. It's like, it's your fucking job to be good at your instrument. And also the practice, you should be enjoying that somewhat. If you're not enjoying the practice, then what are you enjoying? Okay. Well, so he's not, not enjoying come the through your music. Right. If, if you're, if you're that upset about it, it's going to, your music isn't going to, you, your interpretive skills are pretty effed at that point. Yeah. So, okay. So, so on the basic level, doing the thing that you first got interested in playing an instrument, that is drudgery. That's the worst. It's endless. The enervating travel, enervating. Oh, it's so hard to travel. Dining. Um, and also fork out. Also like, like you're, you're, you work in an orchestra. How much fucking travel are you doing? You're not like, you're not like fucking like, the rolling stones you're not like on you're not like a band that's trying to make it they're packing into a fucking van driving for 12 hours loading out setting up your equipment doing your show unloading and driving again like you're you're you just, yeah you just have to carry your orchestra. yellow okay so the travel is terrible too and then inadequate rehearsals okay so i already hate practicing but yeah. then the rehearsals, then I, <laughs> we're not practicing enough. Yeah. Why are we practicing? Why are we having endless hours of practice? You don't give us endless I, hours of practice. I've already done my endless hours of practice. And now what? Rehearsal is only an hour. Why isn't it longer? Why isn't it also endless that I it's why I can complain about that, too. But then it's not just that the rehearsals are inadequate, but self-important conductors. Oh, look who's so the conductors. talking. I'm rubber, you're glue. What bounces off me sticks to you. What, there you what go. is it? What? Cool. I know you are, but what am I? Exactly. So the conductors are full of shit too. Okay, so the conductors don't know what they're doing. I hate my job. I hate re I hate practicing, but then I don't get enough rehearsal time. Yeah. And then travel is oh, oh mm. travel. I hate to travel. And then the conductors are terrible. And then there's sleep deprivation on top of it. For for what? What sleep deprivation to be a musician? 
but there's sleep deprivation. There's sleep but, deprivation from the but, from the innervating travel. But here, the, the thing is, is it's like tell that to a a, a coal miner about <laughs> right? sleep. You know, and anyone, any everybody has sleep deprivation with their job because you know. You got a family, you got, you come home, you got th- errands to run, you got you, all this stuff. Everybody's, you, he acts like, oh, just me. Also, also, I, I am having a very difficult time believing that being in an orchestra means that you are working like 70 to 80 hours a week. Go fuck yourself. You're go not. Go fuck yourself. And, and if, go fuck yourself that you can't go to kids and get them interested in mute. I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. Who's going to come to your concerts if you don't get new listeners? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're in an orchestra. You play, what's he playing? Cello, right? Amos plays cello. You play cello in an orchestra. How many opportunities do you get to talk to people who aren't in an orchestra already? People who are like, I don't know what you do. Can you tell me about your job? And you're like, ugh, fuck you. Like, like it's your, it's an opportunity to talk about what you do. And also if you're sleep deprived because of the endless hours of practice, like you're practicing because you love to practice and you, and you need to practice and it makes you better, makes you a better musician. That's just part, like you're complaining about your job. You're a hundred percent right. Like, like tell it to a fucking like coal miner, tell it to, tell it to a fucking, tell it to a doctor. Yeah, tell, or oh, a yeah. nurse, a doctor, or a nurse, or just you know someone oh, who works construction. God, get up at the crack guy, of man. dawn, stand on your feet all day. I mean, it's just the guy. nerve of him saying self-important. The like, nerve of this guy calling someone else self-important. Exactly. Look at the drawing. This is Amos's reaction to an elementary school teacher who works harder than he does for sure works longer hours and gets paid less money and amos's reaction to could you spare the time to please come and talk to the kids they would love to hear it and amos is like fuck you it's like oh my god brooke mcaldowney hates the common man because he is common that's what it is. Brooke McEldowney thinks mm. this is the life you lead. You have multiple PhDs. You play orchestral music. You drink red wine. You use as many big words as possible. And people who do none of those things are fucking not worth the time of your day. They are a waste of your time. That's what Brooke McEldowney That's why he's thinks. a bad tipper, too. <laughs> exactly. That's why he was right. a bad tipper. Because he's like... You didn't bring it all fast enough. You aren't kissing it, my ass. Oh, God. Oh, fuck, I hate him so much. Fuck that him. guy. Oh, my God. You just saw oh. the fourth one. Oh, my God. Yep. All right. Strap in, America and Australia and Denmark and the and United Great Kingdom Britain. and Canada. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, th- thank you for listening, but strap the fuck in. Strap the fuck in. All right, it's up to me to read this because it's thorax typing, it turns out. I Dear know. sister, I appreciate you're taking the time to air your concerns over whether I am a proper role model for the American farmer. I believe that you are absolutely right. And after a mature consideration, I have attached a video to express my most deeply felt thanks to you for helping me to mend my ways. Then there's two drawn panels. One is Thorax at his computer, 
he is leaning forward and licking his screen. His camera, I bet, because he's made a video. Well, it's up near the top. Yeah, so he's he's up near, but he's he's on the screen. His tongue is on the screen. Right, but I think he's he might come be making it to the camera. Making to the, his camera. Way to the camera. The last is a picture of the nun who is receiving this, who is recoiling from her computer as, as she fucking should. Fucking should. And, well, this and is cringing. the only this right here should be next to the always the name Brooke McEldowney is just the picture of how this nun is like. <laughs> Because that's what anyone should do if they're near him. I mean, it's just, it's just. This is supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's just that like, that thorax is like you'd think I'm not a proper role model for the American farmer, and so the video I'm sending to a woman, also a, a religious person, is me licking the camera. A nun, yeah. Well, and then just like I'm not a I'm not I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm not yeah. a religious person, like, but like what the fuck? Like I know that well, it's just it's not even it's for any human to have just treat them with dignity and respect. Licking, I mean it, I, I don't, and I don't then know what, what when did she air her concern? In what? a previous letter, I guess. All of these are replies okay. to letters, so that's why they're being letters. They're not Somebody sent Amos a letter. A teacher was like, I'm going to reach out to this guy. Maybe he'll come and talk to my class. Oh, and, I see what you're saying. But and then why Amos she... was a dick. And then so and she for... felt so strongly about the role, you know, about he, the reputation cause... of the American farmer that she had to write a letter. Right. That a nun. That a... Well, obviously what he had done was every bit as inappropriate as licking his fucking computer. Like it was at least yes, it was it, at least that he proved right? her point. He right, proved that, her but point. But that's funny to Brooke McEldowney and to Thorax is like you think that's inappropriate. Here's this. Like who knows what he was doing? We can only imagine it was disgusting. Like I mean, what I? Oh my god! I mean, I can't stop looking at the. I'm going to be haunted. By that drawing of yeah. Thorax's gigantic cow-like tongue on his computer. <laughs> Good Lord. Why? <sighs> okay, I'm moving on. Yeah, I'm moving you got on. it. There's nothing I left. Told you, nothing I thought left to that all of them would be like this, but we have found I, things a, to talk about. But this <clears throat> one is especially, it's just like. Okay, Jesus I don't know who. It's, I guess it's Juliet and somebody. This is her. I think her now husband, her current okay, husband. Okay, let's see. Let's find out who that is. So Juliet is, she's divorced from Jack. Yeah, Maybe. Jack, who apparently, like, all she does is badmouth Jack to Etta. Okay, so she later married Elliot Green. So this must be Elliot Green. Okay. Elliot Green, Juliet's love interest, and her co-worker at the university. Of course they work at a university. Mm -hmm. That's where the only important people mm -hmm. in the world work or have spent a majority of their time. That's it. There's nothing about him. He's just a, he's just a warm body that yeah. she married. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just that she can hump all the time. I guess, I guess who's, uh, who's writing this. Do we even know you've read this? Why don't you, I read the last, I read the last one. Okay. But I think it's him. Dear sir. As a member of the scientific community and a respected teacher in the area of medical science, I entirely understand your decision 
to educate children in the wide array of alternative interpretations of existence and reality without the encumbrance of knowledge, understanding, or proof. In fact, I can think of only one adequate way to salute your firm resolve. And then we cut to a Dutch angle. So the world, something is wrong with the world. Dutch angle of Elliot and Juliet. We see him, we're over Juliet's shoulder. Yes, I mooned the computer. I'm sorry, was I selfish? Had you wanted to join in? And now I notice that his pants are around. Yeah, like, you don't notice it right notice away it. because it just looks like he's got tan slacks on or whatever. But no, so, it's his pants are around his ankles. So Brooke McElhinney pig in it. He has porky pig in it. <laughs> Brooke McElhinney is upset that he didn't get to draw a guy bare-assing the computer just one day after he drew Thorax licking his fucking computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's the same computer. And had they flipped him, then it would have been Thorax licking Ugh. off Elliot's butt print. Off oh, the God. I don't know. It's, now, it's, now every, the everything is on the Everything is on the table with fucking Brooke McEldowney as far as like sexual weirdness. So again, this is just like, it's the longest fucking buildup. Like this is the longest thing. The craziest thing to me is this tiny detail. As much of a fucking fancy pants bullshit artist that fucking Brooke McEldowney is like that. He's so like, he's so like, this is the proper way to do things. This and that is that he writes a list of things and doesn't use the Oxford comma. Like he doesn't, (laughs) he doesn't use the Oxford comma, which people are always fucking getting on people about that. You do comp when it's a list of things that it's this comma, that comma, and the other thing, but he doesn't use it here when he says, and it would actually make it, it, it would actually clarify in this okay. sense, rea- uh, the existent, uh, it's the longest thing. Anyway, it's the list of without the encumbrance of knowledge, comma, understanding or proof that he doesn't use a comma in there is it's bananas because like that is something I feel like he would get on somebody, get, crawl up somebody's yeah, ass. Yeah, right. About. Someone's ass about that. But I, I don't, uh, who's... So he's writing. Somebody. Who's he writing? writing. I, I don't know. And it's so. Someone like a philosophy so, professor or something or. It, it's so he works at the university. So right. who knows what he teaches? We don't know. But also this is like it's the hardest. It's the hardest bunch of words to get through to understand what the fuck is going on. But that's what's so funny to him yeah. is that he likes writing these like he wants people to be like, what are you trying to say? And he's just like, well, I mean, if if your bookcase only had a dictionary, you would understand. A but... dictionary. <laughs> it's so it's so maddening. Like it's he's so, a member of the just... scientific He's a member yeah. of the scientific community and a respected teacher in the area of medical science. Long, long way to say mean? like that he's, I, he's a, a teacher of medical teacher? science and a respected teacher of medical science. Simpler. Like run this through Grammarly. That's true. Okay. Would, okay. It would shorten this down to like 20 words as opposed to 50 or 60, however many it is. I entirely understand your decision to educate children in the wide array of alternative interpretations of existence and reality. 
any writing teacher will tell you, like, if you're using a lot of adjectives, you're going the wrong direction. Adjectives and adverbs, adverbs especially, take them out of your writing. Like, you don't need to put those in. Find find a verb that does the work for you. Ah, and don't okay. add don't add an adjective. But this is, so he doesn't need, I entirely understand. I understand. Okay. I understand. Okay. I understand that you want to educate children. But I mean, I don't even know what his fucking point is. In right, the, that's the thing. It's like in, in, in a in the- wide array of alternative interpretations. So that's redundant. Alternative that you, I entire, I understand your decision to educate children in the alternate in alternative interpretations of existence and reality, who knows what he's referencing? Right, existence that's my thing. Reality. It's like, is it just a philosophy class or it's a religion class right. or whatever? Right. Why you not know, just say it? Existence and reality also feels redundant. It certainly overlaps in a Venn diagram of what is existence and what is reality, like whatever. Um, without the encumbrance. Of oh, knowledge, yeah. so he's putting down. So it's just, one professor yeah. putting down another professor. Right. You're not yeah. smart enough. You're teaching kids something without, <laughs> without any, and but you don't know about it. You don't understand it, and there's no proof. I can only think of one adequate way to salute your firm resolve, and then it's and then he moons he the moons computer. It. So this is and as moons effective. A, a colleague, right? I'm writing a letter. And then I'll I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And then he moons the moons the computer and then presses send. It's like what what's what, happening? Who saw that? What's happening? And then and it's just but yeah. And then he asked Juliet if like uh did you want to join in like that both of us moon my computer? Gosh, I you know Elliot that does sound romantic. It does sound romantic yeah. for the two of us to moon a computer together. But um, I would rather throw my computer out the window. Maybe it I was guess. her. Or maybe or I. Lick, lick, I. I mean, God. It's okay. just so. It's like we're on the last one, Brooke. We're oh on the last God. one. Ah. Oh uh, okay, this one. This one. All right, Edda and Amos. Okay, and uh, Amos is typing a letter, Edda. I find I can do nothing but sit here, thinking of you, obsessing about you, wishing you were with me. The truth is, there is nothing that can be typed that would adequately convey what I feel for you. To convey such thoughts requires the presence on this computer of a key that I have yet to discover. And then the next picture is her throwing herself at him, and she's they're kissing... And he's pressing the power button on his computer. And he but says, is it going on or off? It looks like it's going think, on, power on. I think he's turning. That's how it it's off. drawn. It's on. It's you're you're right that it's unclear. But he's, I guess, turning it off. And then he says, "Or not." He thinks, "Or he not." Thinks. Or not. She was just <laughs> in the. Why is he typing her in the other room? Why is he typing a letter? She was in the other room. She might have just been, you know, standing just out of frame. No, no, no. Because he typed this and sent it to her. Oh. And But she and then, was in the house. And then time passes and he's still at the computer. But how much comes, time could have passed? They could have had a third panel. 
Like she gets in an airplane, no, flies or whatever. You know it's, the rules here. You know the rules here. But there in was a third panels. panel in the licking. In between. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. What I'm talking about is in between panels, an indeterminate amount of time passes. Always. Even if even if the uh, conversation seems to indicate the, these things happened immediately after each other. So he just sat there how long? How long waiting? I'm going to say six hours. Where was the <laughs> endless practicing of the cello? Right. This guy has, n- he never practices. No, I've never, we've seen so many, so many strips with him in it. And we have not once he's, discussed him. He's only just show. sitting around or standing in the pool, not helping. Right. And or, yet somehow, yet somehow he gets no sleep. He's enervated by travel. We never see. Never. <laughs> never see it. He never practices and uh, we never see him rehearse. But if we did, it wouldn't be enough. It's not enough. Not enough. Here they are. Once again, we're reminded by Brooke McEldowney. Conductor won't let us rehearse. Exactly. Self-important. I love that. Like a conductor doesn't want you to rehearse because it makes the conductor look bad. I, you know what? I feel like rehearse. I feel like him saying self-important conductor in that earlier one was a psychological slip. Uh, because who is the conductor of this thing that we're looking at? Oh, yeah. Who's God. more self-important than Brooke McEldowney? The answer is no one. No one. No one is. No one is more important. Also, this is this last one reminds us who has a more romantic, uh, no one. full romantic life than no Edda and Amos. Absolutely no one. no one. You think that your life is is full of romance, but <laughs> you have no you, idea you don't you have, have no a marriage idea. you so. don't have a relationship uh so brooke y- yeah yeah you know what we're gonna do throw our computers we're gonna out stand the up <laughs> no well yes after we're gonna stand up drop our pants and moon <laughs> the computer <laughs> first i'm gonna throw up on my computer yeah first throw up well and okay we're gonna how we moon what's it. the order we can do this i don't know it's we tough can, because we got to throw up on it throw up we got to moon it and moon we have it. to lick our computer <laughs> here it is throw up moon lick uh this is like mary fuck kill yeah uh, right okay, yeah so. it is it's okay so wait we will oh that's a good mary fuck kill is brooke mcledowney amos or thorax <laughs> mary fuck kill I mean, who would you marry? You can't, no, that would end the game. Can't. I would you just can't. go, That's never, the impossibility of the game. It's always involves somebody that you're just like, you're stuck with in marriage. Yeah. So um, maybe oh, marry Amos because um, then like, uh, worst comes to worst, I could choke the life out of him. Yeah, but you can't kill him. You can't. Oh, that's right. That's the thing. Oh. That's the, oh, that's what's so Choke awful. him just enough that he falls into a coma. Okay. All right. There's a a positive spin. There's a positive spin on it. Um, This is, Brooke, this is really, Brooke McEldowney has really outdone himself with A, proving that he is a fucking pompous gas bag. Yeah. Like this is so, I still can't get over Amos thinking that it was like the most offensive thing in the world that an elementary school teacher would want him to come or or even middle school that a teach a school teacher would what would think 
would think that Amos would stoop so low yeah, as to come and you. spend time with children. Those fuckers. I mean, I've I don't said believe it before. the children are our future. You say, oh my God, a lot. I, do. I say, fuck Brooke McEldowney. God. Right? I mean, Up his mooning ass. This, the, the great thing about this is the first couple of them, like literally, like didn't make sense. Like just didn't make sense. Yeah. Like why, uh, like Juliet is upset that she's had all of these people call because of her personal body fluids. And so she shoots arrows into her computer. Okay. okay. Then the next one was the uh, the letter being typed. We couldn't figure out who was typing. Oh, yeah. What throwing the letter it out the was. window. And, and a computer being this thrown out the window. This is Jamil Clotilde Strohstrom. Stroderstrom. Mick Stroderstrom. Mick Stroderstrom. I mean, those like those two didn't make the slightest bit of sense. And then then we really get the fucking plane off the ground with Amos wanting to barf on his computer because somebody asked him to, like, come speak to children. To come to career day for some kids. Then it was just the weird sexual turn of Thorax licking a computer, sending a video of himself licking a computer to a nun. A nun. A nun. So, I mean, sexual assault at the very least and and there's video evidence of it so put yeah. him in fucking jail then juliet's husband elliot mooning like being caught mooning his computer for like, uh, uh, like telling a colleague that the the course you teach is ridiculous and worth nothing i i'm yeah it's like it's like you think you know so much i know more yeah and... thinking a little bit out in the universe uh, you know of the spiritual maybe or mystical who knows? or something who knows who knows what the fuck i mean you can't fucking you you have to totally rewrite what he wrote there to like get to any kind of sense like there's no but the point of it isn't for it to make sense it's just yeah. for it to sound smart well and That's all his whole these characters thing, are so smart. Yes, they're, and they're all, talk about self-important. Every single character is self-important. So I think your explanation is that he's self-owning, that he's the self-important conductor. You're right. Yeah. Well, he, he has utter contempt for literally everybody who he deems isn't as smart as he is. He has utter contempt for him, and he shows it in this. Like through the Amos thing is like contempt, contempt for children because they're dumb idiots Contemporary teacher, because how dare you ask me to waste my time? Contempt for ordinary people who don't have multiple PhDs, don't speak multiple languages, don't use gigantic words that nobody, like antiquated words that people don't use anymore. Words that are used so that people ask you what, I'm sorry, I don't know what that word means, just so you can be like, <laughs> well, I know what yeah. it means. I know what it means. I dine on words regularly. Yeah, I dine on words. Like, but I won't. And then, you know what? Someone's been spitting in his words, his <laughs> dining words. I mean, think of, can you imagine how much gross things have been put in his food the way he's treated waiters? Uh, I I hope, I hope so. I hope. I hope so many personal body fluids. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> Every one of them. I hope every I hope he is dying on body. every possible personal body fluid, <laughs> unbeknownst to him. Oh, everyone. That's my dream. Everyone. That's my dream. Oh, if only that's we all have our small dreams. Oh, God, it's not, it's just it's today really has. I don't I don't have anything left. I don't it, I don't have I don't have enough to throw the computer out the window. 
every every episode, I'm like, how can he possibly, how can he possibly go to a place that that I'm not expecting? And here we are with these, where where the construction of it doesn't make sense. That yeah. someone would send a letter and then destroy their computer. Right. It's like it's like you're on a typewriter and you're like, you want to know how I really feel about you? And then I throw the typewriter yeah. and the letter into a fire. And it's like, yeah. they they don't know. Like, they don't know that you mooned the computer. No, no one and knows. And that to him is what's funny about it, is that he was so mad he mooned the computer. Or that Juliet was so mad that she shot her computer full of arrows. Or that Amos was insincere, although obvious, so obviously insincere in his fucking letter. And then, like, then, like, gagged himself over his computer it's like the people who are receiving it don't know that only so it's like a secret joke between him and his fucking fans who think that this is such a that that he speaks for them yeah man if this guy is speaking for you you're an asshole you're an asshole sorry sorry but you you deserve this comic strip it's i mean Jesus Christ, the contempt for uh, for humanity yeah, for in humanity. this fucking comic. It's it's so wild that it's like a, a comic strip that tries to like champion this thing that needs champions because nobody gives a shit about orchestral music. Right, nobody. Like, it's like, you, yeah, you need younger generations to, to fall in love with it, to keep it going. Right. And this champions like, that. Like Gustavo like, Dudamel start, has a whole, you know, he has a, it's a young people's orchestra that they get instruments when they, you know, they yeah. get free instruments and they, and they teach them to play it. And he gets them excited about music. And no, fuck you. I'm not coming no. to talk to your kids. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle to get children, to get, kids interested in being in an orchestra to get adults interested in supporting orchestra. And so he's shining a spotlight on orchestra and being in an orchestra it, as if he wants people to join that group of people that are excited about it. But then people come like, knock, knock, knock. Can I be part of this group? It's like, you're dumb. You're just stupid. You're dumb. You're not smart enough to be in here. Fucking leave. And it's like, let me <laughs> okay, moon dude. you. Okay, dude. Fair enough. You're an asshole. Like, you're just an asshole. If you're writing this comic, you're an asshole. If you're reading it and thinking that this is, that this speaks for you, you're an asshole. This is the comic strip for assholes. <laughs> the comic strip. That's it. Nine Chickweed Lane. The comic strip for assholes. For assholes. Yeah. Nine Chickweed Rage is written and produced by Brooke Dillman and Jeff Drake. If you're enjoying the podcast, help us spread the word. Tell your friends, subscribe, like, review, all that stuff. Also, if you've been exposed to a Nine Chickweed Lane in the wild, so sorry, but let us know. We're on Twitter, at Nine Chickweed Rage, that's us. Send us a message and we'll do our best to explain it on a future podcast. And again, thanks for listening. Blah! Yeah. Blah! Uh, oh. uh, uh, fuck you! Yeah.